The podcast that you're about to enjoy is part of the Low Tree Studios podcast network. To enjoy more great podcasts like this one, visit lowtreestudios.com. Live from Low Tree Studios, featuring topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break from life's daily grind, this right here is the Jason and Mindy podcast. My name is Jason. And my name is Mindy. Hello, wife. Coming up, close your toilet lid for good health. I'll explain. Plus, I'll share at what age women are busiest. Uh, One more advantage to being retired. I've got wacky but true news. Five things rich people spend 240 hours on, or or I should say minutes on per day, hours. There's not that many uh, uh, hours in a day. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, minutes. And I've got tips for dealing with conflict to create a happy marriage. And Mindy will share the truth behind sharing a toothbrush. Yeah. Welcome those of you listening live on CastBox and those of you listening after the live show on your favorite podcatcher, if you can't catch us live, that is. Uh, And of course, welcome Mindy. Hello, hello. How are you uh, on this Wednesday? I'm very tired. It's been a busy, busy day. And I'm really glad to be home. Mm -hmm. And And podcasting. Yeah, and podcasting. I need a break from uh, the election stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that's, that's extended, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, interesting, but uh, yeah. So we're back. To, we're back to being live. We weren't live last week, so it's nice. It's always fun to to, uh, to be live. We've got some folks in the chat. It's nice to see you guys there. Some, Hello, everybody. Some some normal folks, and then uh, uh, there's uh, Charlie uh, Weber. Hello, and and Charlie Weber. Do you know Charlie Weber? I do not. Hi, Charlie Weber. Nice to nice to see you in the chat. <laughs> Stuck around beyond the song because we you know we play a song to warm our our listeners I was up. Dancing. Yeah, that's a fun song. I remember that song being played one time uh, when we were in Vegas. Obviously not by the original artist. It was a it was a cover band playing it, and man, they did a great job. And we were just like we st- because of that song when we were walking through the uh, casino when we heard them. Uh-huh. We stuck around and listened to that band. They were a really good band. We danced a little bit. We sat and had some drinks. That was uh, was that Caesar's that Palace? I forget. Well, you know, gosh, I think you it walked was. through so many of them, but uh, that was that was really really fun. Had a good time. I love that song. Fun song. Uh, and if you don't know which which one I'm talking about, it's David Bowie. Let's dance. I think we mentioned it, but uh, good song. Check it out. Uh, well, let's get into our show. We've got a full show for everybody. We do. Uh, first things first here. New research out of the UK confirms one flush of the toilet produces thousands of tiny aerosol droplets, which can contain bacteria and viruses and contaminate surfaces up to six feet away. I think we've all sort of heard that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the face of... Uh, in face, toilet bowl water remains contaminated for several flushes after becoming exposed to harmful pathogens. So yeah, if you need to flush two or three times after you, you do need to flush two or three times after taking care of the things you're doing on the toilet. Uh, and by the way, the study also found that 55% of adults never put their lid down before flushing. Yeesh. Yeah, I don't. It's, it's wide open. The top reason for leaving it up is what? What? Why don't you, Mindy? Lazy. Lazy. I just do my business, flush the toilet, and walk away. Man, put the lid down, dude. You know what? You don't. It's true, I don't. <clears throat> That's a good point. <laughs> what if your toothbrush, though, uh, isn't sitting out? What if it's in the medicine cabinet? What if you've got it covered well, there? You're good. Do you think it gets past that? Probably no. not, right? It can't. No. 
the that's cabinet. Where, that's where mine sits, but your dookie toothbrush sits on the on the sink. Which the sink is very far away from the toilet. Six feet, Mindy, it says here. Okay, well, I got some interesting facts about toothbrushes. Oh, that's interesting how that's there. Uh -huh, I did not. We, 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 don't, we don't collaborate. You don't know what I'm going to share. Um, so you've got poop on your toothbrush. I do not have poop on my, well, I might, but. Yeah. My toilet, first of all, it's old toilet. It doesn't, doesn't flush that hard. Nope. You have poop on your toothbrush. Uh, Shut Tina, up, Tina. Tina. Tina says it as well. Min, you have poop. You have poop brush. <laughs> Come right. on. You know what? Don't judge my toothbrush. Although I'm going to judge yours in my segment. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you? You're, what are you going to reveal about mine? No, I'm just saying in general. I'm going to mm. judge everybody's. Oh, too. everybody's. Everybody's mm. going to get judged if they stick around that long. Tina yeah. usually bounces early because uh, she's uh, working. And we all know that. <laughs> and, and Charlie, just so you know, uh, a lot of these folks that are in the chat, they've been with us a long, 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 long time. Um, years, in fact. So <clears throat> we, we know them on a first <laughs> They know our name. shenanigans. Yeah, we, we know them well. Of course, Tina, we, we, uh, we've worked with and stuff like that too. She's, she's a friend. Uh, let's get into the next thing. Oh, uh, back to this. The main reason people don't uh, put it down, uh, they're unaware of the risks of not closing it. A close second, people are afraid to touch the lid of your own toilet. Uh, you shouldn't, and you should be cleaning that. Your toilet If you're lid. afraid to touch your lid, you're not cleaning it. Your own lid. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, next thing. Are you a woman feeling busier than ever as you try to juggle your career, social engagements, family life, and friendships? Why, yes, Jason. <laughs> then you're probably around 33 years old. Oh, well, I've mm. surpassed that. Mm -hmm. A survey pinpointed 33 as the age when women struggle most to balance all of the different aspects of their lives and to cram as much as they can into each day for a third of the 33-year-old women surveyed. This boils down to an average of five hours of sleep a night and over 38 hours a week in the office for another two-thirds. Uh, with their schedule so jam-packed, the average 33-year-old only gets an hour a day to do something she enjoys. That sounds like my life, and I'm way beyond 33. Okay, yes, but you don't juggle, you don't have necessarily kids and stuff no, like that, but, but that's a little bit less. I do <clears throat> podcasts. Yeah, you, that's true, that prep. is, it's a kid. I've done it all week long since we've been back. That's a good point, Mindy. Very, very, very good point. You're very busy, <laughs> and you're not 33. <laughs> Uh, anyway, while one in five don't have time to socialize at all. So I, I don't think that you, you socialize plenty, but you don't necessarily like on the weekends, get out and socialize. You've never really been that person. No, because I like my downtime. You know, you work hard all week long and we work 10 hour shifts. So when Friday hits, I just want to kick it. I want to enjoy my home that I'm never at. I'm with you. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Charlie says, I'm a late bloomer, 61. Well, well I'm happy 61. I'm a little behind you, Charlie. Just just about 10 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just aged Mindy. Uh, Wayne <laughs> says, it really has been a couple years. What's he talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, since he's been uh, uh, listening. It's true. Mm -hmm. uh, probably about three, Wayne. Uh, really, to be honest, uh, Tina says that's going to change with me. We're going to do real friend stuff. And that, and that is so true. I was very proud. Okay. Very proud of both you and Tina. Cause I, I, you know, I know, I know a little about Tina. Mm -hmm. 
a lot about Tina, but uh, I know that I know that she does get out and do stuff. I don't see. I don't know if Joe gets out very much, right? Uh, it's rare when we get to see you know Joe make an appearance. Um, but I thought it was cool that you and her went out to to lunch. Yes, it was fun. That was really, I really, really nice. enjoyed it. So that was really. I want to really do it cool. again. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tina's fifty three. <clears throat> didn't know she was. Yeah, I, she's older than I am. I didn't know. I, I forgot that. You age well, Tina. You age. You age well. Uh, next thing, retirees. Okay, we all want to retire. I'm sure. Charlie, are you retired yet? You still working? Wayne is 32 right now. Uh, retirees have something else to look forward to besides playing golf. Uh, much better sleep, particularly if they have decent retirement benefits and retire relatively early. That's what researchers in Finland found in a study of more than 14,000 people, workers and retired workers in the study who had excellent retirement benefits, including generous uh, pensions, were found to have less stress and better sleep. Charlie is, in fact, retired. Um, oh, yes and no. She started her own or her own bit her or, or so the way your name is spelled i'm assuming you're you're a lady right because that's the way uh most ladies spell charlie mm -hmm. please correct me if I'm wrong. okay good i don't want to do that thing where you you get somebody wrong right and right then, then you're just then you lose you lose a listener right away you i'm a i'm a man and you mess that up so you know whatever right um so she owns her own business so that's cool so kind of make your own hours i was i've been thinking about that a lot lately not not owning my own business necessarily, but uh, doing uh, doing remote work, working from home, uh, and so I started huh. look I started looking it up, mm -hmm. and there are a ton of opportunities out there to do it. You just have to be brave enough to apply, you know, brave enough to put yourself out there and apply. But there are opportunities to to work remotely and work from home, and Man, uh, I've be, highly considered that. That highly considered it would be. The dream. Now, I do love the social... Okay, so there's a couple things I like about working. Um, I like that there's a social aspect. You meet people, you engage with people, right? Mm -hmm. What I don't like is that I'm locked in there, right? Yeah. Like, it would be really ideal if I could go there for maybe four hours and then finish the rest of my day at home, running meetings, whatever it is that you got to do, and then just have that little bit of social hour where you're inter interacting, but that's it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I do think you need a little bit of, uh, yeah, to you know, socialize with other people. I, I like socializing with people, but to be locked in for yeah. nine, ten hours yeah, a day, you're just, just kind of like, you're just like, mm. anyway, I've been thinking about it a lot. Let's move on to uh, this. Hello, Papa Bear. Welcome into the chat. Nice to see you again. Uh, all right. Wacky but true news. A man in Florida was mauled after paying $150 for a full contact experience with a black leopard. Yikes. Yeah. 50-year-old Dwight Turner underwent two surgeries since being attacked by the animal. Turner and the leopard's owner, Michael Poggy, uh, arranged for him to play with it, rub its belly, and take pictures on Poggy's property. After Poggy unlocked the leopard's cage, Turner entered and sat on a bench inside when the leopard growled and, there, there's atta a sign. and attacked him, <laughs> biting him on the head and ear. Yikes. 
Pogi admitted that Florida wildlife investigators, uh, two wildlife investigators, that he knew uh, that 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 it was it was illegal to do so. Mm. Yeah. Well, he did it did illegally. Uh, in the UK, a man and his girlfriend were caught smuggling things into prison. The couple used a small cloth bag tied to a fishing line to get the goods into the prison. Once the bag was tied to the line, someone inside the prison reeled it in. Uh, items smuggled inside the bag included a knife, a smartwatch. Gotta have that smartwatch if you're in prison. <laughs> uh, a phone, drugs, and an egg McMuffin. <laughs> an egg McMuffin. That's funny. Gotta get your McDonald's fix. I can believe every, every bit of that, but the muffin, the egg McMuffin. Yeah, I wonder if it was fresh, right? Yes, yeah, probably yeah, that's, not. That's a time-sensitive operation there. You gotta have a warm egg McMuffin. Uh-huh. It's time-sensitive. Uh-oh. What do you put it in? Keep it warm. Maybe some foil. The, the grease know. seeping through the bag is probably what gave it away. I don't think they get real greasy, do they? Uh, egg McMuffins? Egg McMuffin. Yeah, if you get it. Well, not an egg McMuffin. A sausage egg McMuffin. The sausage is what makes it greasy. Yeah, true. Sausage. I get I get the ham. Uh, I prefer the ham one. And actually, I don't really like meat, meat on my Egg McMuffin at all. Uh, what's up? Papa Bear said, I bet the guard checked to see if it was fresh. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet I he would. did. Uh, and then Charlie's asking Wayne a question. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I see them. Are these glasses working? No, they're not. Jeez. I got to get you When in. you've got a craving. You're never going to make that she says. eyeglass appointment. You're sorry, so old. Sorry about the misread there. <laughs> what I want is glasses I can wear all, all, the, the, all time. the time. Yeah, so I've got to get them where they're dialed in because I'm. It's only near. You know what is it? Far sighted, near sighted, near sighted, far sighted. I never know. I can see far, so I'm far sighted. Is that is that the way it goes? Somebody, somebody educate me. Anyway, I, I basically I have readers. I need reading glasses. Uh, Charlie says yes. So far sighted. I'm far sighted. So I need to get that one where it goes like. They, they adjust one eye near and one eye far, uh-huh. and it's supposed to work. All right, moving on. <laughs> that was not good. Good for you. An 80-year-old Italian woman whose loan request was turned down brandished a, or branded, brandished, yeah, a kitchen knife and ordered bank officials to turn over their money. Whew, kitchen knife. Uh, the woman initially asked the bank for a loan of around $3,000, but was told the sum was too high. Uh, the widow said she could no longer make ends meet, so she took matters into her own hands, pulled out a knife, and demanded money. Nice. Obviously, she didn't get the money. Right. Now, she, now she's in jail, probably. Good. So there Good. you go. And that's your Wacky But True News. It's entertainment news with Mindy. They're gonna get yourself some entertainment news. All right, first up, fans around the world are mourning the loss of legendary actor Sean Connery. What? Who, who passed away on October 31st at the age of 90. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. Uh -huh. A stunning Mediterranean villa is on the market for just under $35 million. <laughs> Perched atop a cliff with sweeping views of Marcial 
and the sea. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. <laughs> sure the five-bedroom, five-bathroom manor sits on 1.24 acres in the south of France, featuring striking 1920s stone architecture. Mm. It has five levels, an elevator, and a magnificent rooftop terrace terrace as well as numerous balconies and verandas from which to take in the landscape i love that it's a uh, uh, we're sad that you're dead but now let's talk about your house is up for sale right very quickly i might add i know yeah i mean well, he just yeah. passed away you never know though maybe he had been ill and he was prepared for it, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in other news, Netflix has released a sneak peek of Shonda Rhimes' first series as part of her multi-million dollar mega deal with the streaming giant, the, peri- the period romantic drama Bridgeton. Okay, so she's she's the Grey's Anatomy lady, mm-hmm. right? Creator, right? Uh-huh. Yes, and I and I saw this video, and I this is my kind of yeah. uh, drama series. Anyway, based on Julia Quinn's book series the show is set in london in the 1800s and centers on daphne Brid- bridgeton i may have butchered that as well and her arranged marriage to the duke of hastings while she initially agrees to the union to appease her parents she soon finds herself falling for the duke the teaser is narrated in character by none other than julie andrews who plays gossiply high society writer lady whistledun mm. anyway go go and watch the the little video on um youtube it it looks much better than what i'm uh, describing it as <laughs> okay um in box office the horror movie come play is the number one movie in north america earning 3.2 million coming in at number two is honest thief with 1.4 million followed by The War with Grandpa at number three with 1.1 million. Tenet is still at number four. Uh, That's been on for weeks with 885,000. And The Empty Man, number five, 561,000. Nice. One year ago this week, the number one movie was Terminator, Dark Fate. Five years ago this week, The March, The Martian. Okay. Ten years ago this week, Saw 3D, and 20 years ago this week, Meet the Parents. Nice. And Jason, <laughs> that is your entertainment news. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, Charlie was saying dementia. Is that what he passed away of? Sean Connery? Oh, maybe. Had dementia? I didn't read. I just had heard it, just like you. I was like, really? Because I see a lot of the post. Um, I think Jessica was asking, like, what's your favorite? Sean Connery movie. Oh yeah, okay. On Facebook. I yeah, I don't really have too many. He wasn't a big, big fan of him or anything like that. I didn't hate him or anything. I just wasn't a huge uh, watcher of Sean Connery films. Uh, moving on to this. Hey, baby, you know the time has come for you to answer the question, the question of the podcast. It's coming your way real, real fast. Yeah, baby. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> All right. So the question of the podcast is this. Now, we were supposed to do this last week, but we had a change in schedule. Uh, would have been much better to do it before Halloween, but we're doing it right after. So that's cool. Uh, what is the scariest thing you have ever experienced? 
Well, I've said this story many, many times on our podcast, so I'll just sort of shorten it up. It was when uh, you worked a night shift, night shift, I should say. Second shift. Second shift. And I was uh, home sleeping and was awoke by the police. And the police was asking, had I seen a man in the neighborhood? Of course, I said no. And uh, I'd never even opened the door for the policeman. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to go to bed, but I thought, well, you know, I'll just check the windows before I go to bed. And we have these really huge, big picture windows in our backyard. And this was before I had window treatments put on them. <laughs> uh, anyway, so looking out the window, there is the man staring right at me. And um, to shorten the story, he basically was banging on the door and he was uh, cursing saying all kinds of craziness. And uh, I had to try and call you. I couldn't even think of numbers or what to do. It's kind of crazy when you're faced with that, what you actually do in that moment. Seemed like several minutes went by. In fact, it was probably... Very, very quickly. Very, very, very quickly. Yeah. But anyway, um, uh, uh, flagged out. The, the cop was still in the front yard, flagged him down. Uh, nine cops came through our house with their guns drawn. I like, and, uh, I like how that number gets bigger. No, it was. It was. <laughs> was it that many? <laughs> it was that many. There was cops all over our front. Anyway, uh, rested him and yeah, but it was uh, very, very, very scary. I was very scared. Yeah, I wasn't here, but it was scary for me to hear the to get the call and that helpless feeling. You know, you don't know what's going on. Uh, that was uh, a scary moment for me. <clears throat> um. Another one. So here's mine. One of the scarier moments for me. I was about I was about 17, driving my Volkswagen 65 Volkswagen Bug with uh, it was a six volt, right? So I don't know if you know a lot about if, if people know a lot about that. But back in the day, they didn't have 12 volt cars. So six volt. They had six volt cars, and the and the 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 headlights were really really dim, like incredibly dim. So I really couldn't see. I probably could have driven around with my high beams on and would have been fine, but. Uh, I saw a car probably about a half mile ahead of me, maybe more. I saw their red lights swerve around something. So I was like, oh, maybe there's something in the road, right? So I turned my high beams on so that I could see more. And then I was, as I was getting closer to where I saw it swerve as I was driving up, there was a, a, a clown, a person dressed in a clown outfit standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> And I froze. My jaw dropped. Uh, I I I don't know how I did it, but I ended up steering around this this person. Uh, th- I don't know if they were suicidal. If they were, I imagine they would have jumped under my car or jumped into me. So I don't know what they were doing. Probably drunk. Um, I do remember them having a can of some sort in their hand, mm. uh, beer or something like that. But it was in a weird place. You know, it wasn't really near like in the middle of the desert. Uh, yeah, but it, it, yeah, exactly. It wasn't really near, there was a few houses around, but not very many. So it was very, very odd. And I, I it took my breath away. I mean, it just took my breath away. I, I had, I had to all the way home, convince myself what, what ha- I woke my parents up and was like, oh my God, this is what I just saw. Mm. Freaked me out that much. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, that's my scary story. I forgot to say too, the guy that was in our house, I was, had my eye on him the whole time. 
And I knew if he broke, you know, the door down, the alarm would go off, but he unscrewed the light outside and it, and it was dark. I couldn't see him anymore. Yep. So that freaked me out. And that's why I went out the front door. Yeah. One of the weirdest things about that story for Mindy and, and for me, because it happened to me a little bit too, uh, is that, uh, the, the guy, or we have this refrigerator in our backyard that's full of drinks, right? You know, alcohol and other stuff. And at the time, for some dumb reason, we had Capri Sun. Yeah, well, it's probably from the kids that come to the pool parties. Right. And so, you know, it's hard for me to thread that needle, to get that spoon through the, I mean, the straw through the puncture hole. Uh Uh, The the thing was sitting on the table out there. He punctured the hole and probably had a few sips. Yeah, because come to find out he was on drugs or methamphetamines or something like that. When they arrested him. Uh, Papa Bear says, hit scary moment for him, watching my son fall from his loft and hitting his head on the corner of the wall. <gasps> Ugh. Uh, and then Charlie says, oh, yeah, that's scary, Papa Bear. Uh, my daughter went downstairs and her walker landed upside down. Oh, geez. That's oh, pretty scary. Wow. Can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, what are our folks on the socials? Well, the, the first up is uh, Brandy, your sister. Mm. <laughs> she said the 2020 elections. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think uh, Charlie said the same thing before that. This, she said this election. Yeah, it's freaked everyone out. It's just a little wild right now. Yeah. Um, Jessica said, an irate man at Starbucks was very close to trying to fight me because he had been upset by my staff the night before. Oh, my goodness. He claimed he was going to come in and hit them. And out of nervousness, I smiled and corrected him that he wasn't. My boss at the time had to take him to another part of the store to calm him down. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Okay. Um, Christine said, nothing scary, but river rafting down the Truckee was the scariest time I've ever had. I think river rafting would be scary. Yeah, probably a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Freaked out. You don't want to drown. Uh, let's see here. Ah, Carol Chapel. She said, when I avoided a head-on collision mm. after a car traveling in the opposite direction came into my lane to over take a truck. Suddenly a car was traveling towards me at 60 miles per hour with my car hurtling towards them at the same speed. Oh my goodness. By me taking action and driving along the grass verge, we did not uh, collide, but it was scary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just like that. She, she could have. Saw our price, our life in front of her. Man, that's scary. That is pretty scary. Jordan said, I took a flight to Orlando quite a few years back. It was a bit bumpy the whole way, but the last half hour was something I never experienced. And I traveled for work a lot back then. There was an unforeseen storm that hit Orlando as we were making our approach. So Mm. the captain said we had to try and outrun it to land. Oh my goodness. We dive bombed the runway. And as the clouds cleared, we were maybe a thousand feet or so above the ground on our descent and the runway was passing under us. So we overshot it. Oh my God. Pilot had to pull up super hard to get us back in the air. So we didn't land in a swamp or something. Then they rerouted us to Tampa and waited for the storm to clear before heading back. Wild turbulence, gut wrenching up, ups and downs and near invisibility during the whole time. I definitely deep, Deplaned in Tampa, rented a car, and drove to Orlando from there. Still made it before the plane did. 
Wow, that's a crazy story. That's a great story. I had a similar story coming from, I think it was, ooh, Reno, Reno, coming back to California. And oh my gosh, the turbulence, I've never experienced that before. And it was a smaller plane. Hmm. But, um, you know, when an airplane drops suddenly like that, man, it just, like he said, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Like, <laughs> free falling, you know? Yeah, that is pretty scary. Uh, Tina said, uh, hard to make short, but I'll try. In about 1986, my dad was woke up by the police in the middle of the night. I had a huge German Shepherd watchdog and he had to lock him in another room so he wouldn't eat the cops. <laughs> they thought he took too long and almost broke down the door. He got there just in time. They shined their lights behind him quickly. He explained why the delay... Oh, he explained why the delay. They explained they were chasing a suspect. And oh, my God. He ditched his car right by our place and ran. They lived in Little Rock, which is near us in California. This is where I saw the clown. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. very, um, it's a lot of desert, a yeah. lot of open land out Rural, there. Rural, as they say. Yeah, and that's what she said. Hundreds of acres. He told my dad he was known for being very unkind to women and reminded him several times that he had every right to defend his family if he was threatened. Creepy. He wakes me and my mom and we gather in the living room with the shotgun locked and loaded. It was about 2 a.m. My mom was so chill, laid on the couch and told us we needed to have more faith. I told her, yes, I have faith. Faith that if the guy got in here, either me or my dad would uh, be sure he wouldn't walk out. <laughs> she went to sleep. Next morning, dad went over to work on property feed store and found blood in the area where he had fallen while running in the dark from the cops into a deep sloped cement hole used for offloading feed into the mill. One of the scariest nights ever was during the time the night stalker was on the loose and rumored to have been spotted in the AV. Wow. That's crazy. That, that, that's a, that's a good story. Yeah. Uh, David's asking, what was that word, Jason? It's rural. You try and say it, punk. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe, yep, that was it. Okay. Uh, Charlie says, my first parachute jump was scary, yet very exciting. Uh, Green Skull says, I hate parachute jumps. They are scary. Uh, and then, and then Charlie says, only scary to let go of the plane. Yeah, I bet that's the scariest part. Oof, I, I couldn't do it. Mm -mm. Uh, and for those who don't know, David is a, a good friend and we podcast with him. That's why I can talk to him that way. <laughs> talk to him worse on our podcast i think and that's the question thank you guys uh for, for answering the question of the podcast for listener participation for uh this for next wednesday is what is your go-to road trip food your go-to road trip food uh you can respond to the question on the jason and mindy podcast facebook page or the low tree studios facebook page and we will feature a response on next wednesday's show i just um papa bear said i wrote mine up above but we we did uh, say his, I'm not sure if he had to go out for a second. Oh yeah. 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 The, uh, his son falling out of the loft. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did say that. Um, anyway, that's the question right, and cool. you can respond to that next week right here in the chat or on those social media things. I just said Facebook. Well, it's mostly Facebook. It is Facebook. It's only Facebook. Yeah. Pretty right? much. Yeah. So let's get into Mindy's segment. What you got Mindy? I have, is it really that bad to share a toothbrush? Yeah. Mm. We'll find out. 
You have an impromptu sleepover with a day or forget to pack your toothbrush, right? Everybody's done that. Yep. On a last minute weekend getaway and uh, now you're left wondering whether to borrow a toothbrush. Is it that? Is it harmless to do that? Have you ever done that? I have. Uh, I did it when we went to Michigan once and I forgot to pack my toothbrush. Mm-hmm. And I used yours. It was only a couple nights. I think we ended up, I ended up buying one. Mm, mm. But that's the only time I've ever, ever done that. I think you're the only one I probably would, but I mean, I wouldn't do it, but like. You did. I probably have. And nothing worse, right? Okay. So there's a couple things that are pretty bad in life. <laughs> Here S- we go. Sitting on a warm toilet seat. Why is that bad? Because someone just got off of it (laughs) and it's not a fresh seat for you, right? That's the one thing. Uh, Another thing is uh, about to brush your teeth and the toothbrush is wet. Ew, I know. Right? You need a a dry toothbrush. Yes. Yes, it needs to be dry. I mean, you wet your toothbrush before you brush your teeth anyway, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell if it's been previously wet. (laughs) All right. Well, as harmless as sharing a toothbrush may sound, it comes with a lot of unnecessary health risks. The mouth is home to more than 700 types of bacteria, according to the Journal of Clinical Microbiology. Bacteria that can be effortlessly shared via kissing, drinking out of the same cup, and yes, using someone else's toothbrush because you're technically swapping bodily fluids, aka saliva. Yeah. While not all 700 of these bacteria are harmful, some like staph and E. coli, like from the toilet, E. coli <laughs> can lead to infection and illness. Huh. Just think of how easy it is to spread a cold virus. Yeah. A toothbrush would be a good vector for spreading bacteria and viruses. Uh, Edward uh, P is uh, in the chat, says you guys are excellent. Ah, thank you, Edward. Thank you very much, Edward. (laughs) Appreciate it. So the common cold and strep throat are easily spreadable, especially among children, and are probably Mm. the more likely outcomes of sharing a toothbrush because children, you know, they just, they probably just pick right out of the... They don't care. Right. Yeah, right. But severe illnesses and diseases like herpes... Oh, God. Pneumonia... And even HIV and HPV can also be transmitted via toothbrush swapping. Well, uh, with HIV, I'm sure you have to have some kind of, well, because there's, you, if you cut your gums or something like mm-hmm. that, there has to be yeah. blood. Usually there's blood involved. Well, your gums bleed. And Papa Bear says, and now COVID. So yeah, yeah. I was and gonna, now <laughs> add COVID. that to the list. Yeah. Sharing a toothbrush means that whatever was in your friend's mouth is now in your mm. mouth. And if the person whose toothbrush, what? you borrowed doesn't rinse and clean it properly, it's likely Mm. that day-old food particles stuck on the brush will end up stuck in your mouth. A little bit of broccoli. (laughs) So like you're not a veg, so say you're a vegetarian and like your roommate eats meat and you're like, oh shoot, I don't have a toothbrush. Let me just borrow, (laughs) let me just borrow Samantha's Mm -hmm. and now you're eating steak. Yeah. A little steak chunk in there. Gross. Down deep inside there. Well, so if you've ever happened to be stranded in the middle of nowhere without a toothbrush and no drugstore in sight, mm. using your finger or a washcloth is better 
alternative yeah. than grabbing a friend's toothbrush. Unless you just scratched your anus with your finger. Okay. That's that's probably inappropriate. That's probably worse. <laughs> Besides making sure you're the only person using your toothbrush, you should also make sure you're cleaning it properly. Mm. Dr. Schwartz, uh, the American Dental and the American Dental Association recommends <laughs> rinsing your toothbrush with water after every use, which I do. Yep. And storing it in an upright position, mm -hmm. separate from other toothbrushes. And away from your toilet, as we learned earlier <laughs> yes. today. Because you don't want them accidentally touching. As for sanitation, at least rinse with warm water and allow it to dry, like you said. Mm -hmm. And there are also UV sanitizers on the market. I did not uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. Another DIY sanitizing technique is to rinse your toothbrush with Listerine, which I have That's done. a great tip. I like, that's a good one. Baking soda and or alcohol for an extra deep cleaning every couple. So you could just dip your toothbrush in your uh, whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just dip it in some whiskey. Now you have some food particles Hell in yeah. Anyway, the ADA also advises replacing your toothbrush at least every two to three months and always immediately after illnesses. Oh, really? After you're sick? Yeah, if That's you've been sick, get rid of it. Get a new one. Okay, uh, so Charlie says, so don't borrow someone's toothbrush that sits out in their bathroom. <laughs> you get their mouth and their poo. She didn't say poo. I added poo. She said toilet junk. <laughs> yeah. But yes, you get their poo. Uh, and then Papa Bear says, OMG, I just ate. <laughs> Charlie says, me too. Yeah. Uh, so. David says, like, hey, you done with that toothpick? Can I use it? Ew. How about you done with that finger? Can I use okay. it? Okay. Are that... you done with that finger? Can I use it? Uh, and Angela Mirndorf. Hi, Angela. Our pal is in the chat. Hi, Bill. She says, always change after a cold for sure. I've, I never knew that. Oh, and Stephanie says, yeah, steak chunks in the whiskey then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No good. Not so good. No, Not no so good. good. Well, we got a nice, lively chat this evening. It's nice. All right. Well, that was fun, Mindy. Thank you for that. Let's get into uh, our fun facts. You know I love those fun facts because they're factual and fun. <coughs> <coughs> All right, my first fun fact is this. The average person laughs. How many times do you think the average person laughs in a day? Oh, wow. How many 20? Times? 20, that's close. That's good. I'm going to let the chat see the chat things. Chat, what do you think? How many times do you... Ooh, Charlie says 50. Wow, that's that's healthy. Uh, Bell says 40. Uh, Wayne says 10. Okay, that's good. That's getting. That's coming back down to earth. Uh, Green Skull says 60. Papa Bear says not enough. Amen to that, man. Uh, so serious where I work. I know. So, I mean, worse, though, than where you... Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. And I, I'm trying my hardest to make pe to loosen up the room a little bit. And right? you should keep and, doing and I'm, it. No, I'm going to. They're going to get used to coming and getting some comedy a little bit. Because, like, dude... Lighten everything up. Everything we talk about is so serious. It doesn't... We can have some fun with it, okay? 
can have some fun. <laughs> but yeah, not enough is correct. Uh, 13 times is the average. Okay. 13 times. 13 times. Yeah. I, my, my, I was with Wayne. I was going to yeah, say 10, but I thought it was that was too low. I mean, I wish it was more than that. 60? I think I left 20 at least. <laughs> you probably do. Yeah. All right. All right. My fun fact is English is spoken by over 2 billion people in the world, and there are more people who have learned it as a second language yeah. than there are native speakers. Wow, that's crazy. That's pretty awesome. Uh, men are six times more likely to be struck by lightning, 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 <laughs> by lightning, what's that? <laughs> by lightning than women. Mm. Well, it's because of the shit you comes out We're of your out. mouth. Well, and this, this is going to sound incredibly, okay, I'm prefacing. This is going to sound incredibly sexist, and I apologize. A lot of men's work is outside. Okay, where you can get struck by the lightning. <laughs> okay, and think, I'm not saying that all women work. In, I'm just saying. I work outside. More men, probably more. Yeah, you do. So let me just shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to just yeah. shut it's, uh, uh, Charlie says, due to, due to cold uh, to golf clubs. Uh, yeah, it's from golfing. That's exactly right. <laughs> Mindy, yours. I'm sorry. I, I All right. Until the 1948, the soft drink 7-Up, originally called Bib Label, Lithiated lemon lime soda mm -hmm. contained a dose of lithium citrate, which is a mood stabilizing drug used in psychiatric treatment of bipolar disorder and manic states. Wow. Crazy. Sodas had drugs in them back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, fun facts in the books. All right. So I want to find out some habits of rich people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I absolutely, Jason. All right. These uh, rich people spend 240 minutes a day on these things. Am I supposed to guess? No. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to guess. I don't think you would be able to guess. Okay. <laughs> Over 80 percent of wealthy people engage in 60 minutes a day of dream setting and goal setting. Mm, 60 minutes. Yeah. Charlie says reading. Let's find out. Uh, nearly 80% engaged in 60 minutes a day of deliberate practice or education, which I'm, I'm guessing would include reading if yeah. you're trying to become yeah. educated, right? Read. Uh, nearly all of them engaged in 30 minutes a day of aerobic exercise. Okay. 30 minutes a day. This is, this is rich people. Uh, nearly 90% devoted 30 minutes a day to building meaningful relationships. Now that I can get with. Just that, huh? Well, I mean, you know, that's part of is, is uh, expanding your, yeah. your crowd. Network. Your ne yeah, networking. There's the word. Uh, all of them engaged in relaxation and leisure activities. Mm. Well, they can afford to do that. Well, I do that. I play pickleball. We podcast. We loaf on the couch. <laughs> is that not leisure? Which is going to uh, happen in about 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to do an experiment, right? Because, you know, I'm sure everybody experiences this right now. You're on Facebook and it's a social network and we call the people that were you know, uh, linked to, we call them friends, mm -hmm. which is a very loose use of that word. Right. And then 
all of our friends, and I say this in quotes, all of our friends start posting, in this case, in this particular time, their political point of view, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then so our friends who, when we disagree with our other friend, we, we unfriend. And then we tell everybody, hey, if you're this, I'm going to unfriend you. Now you have a post like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which I think is funny. It's interesting. Um, so what I was thinking, I couldn't help thinking, well, what if instead of having all these hashtag friends, uh-huh. quotation friends, I should say, what if we actually just got rid of all those people and, and just kept the friends Right, just our friends and our family that are legitimate friends and family. Nothing else but that. Not this big expansive network of people that we don't even really, really know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you be more tolerant of their perspectives? Probably. Because and, and I'm I'm, I'm yeah, gonna answer because... I'm gonna answer for everybody. Maybe, maybe people people wouldn't, mm-hmm. but um I'm gonna say this. Like if you had you and I have differing opinions all the time. Yes. Okay. And I'm tolerant of it. Oh, are because you? yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe I'm not. I think so. But and and you know, look, we're we're in, we're in a, a podcast called The Difference Between Us. None of us have the same viewpoints. Yeah. But we're tolerant of each other because we love each other enough to give each other that space to be our own individual self. Yeah, and even when you disagree, you just agree to disagree and don't make it a thing, right? You shouldn't make it a thing because everybody's different and not everybody's going to have that singular point of view that you have. That's why we have, have such an amazing uh, world and earth to live on because everybody's so very, very different and we get to experience those differences. That's yeah. the beauty in it, right? Absolutely. But yet we all want everybody to have this, you've got to think like me, you've got to vote like me, you've got to eat like me, you've got How to How boring choose. would the world be? Oh, it's horrible. It'd be a horrible world. We'd have nothing to talk about. <laughs> oh, you bought that too? I love that. Crickets. Oh, you eat that too? Oh, I eat that too. <laughs> Selfie. I mean, I don't know. Selfie. Anyway, it's uh, it's yeah. it's one of those things where absolutely differences are are valuable. They're important, uh, and even even from people that you don't that that aren't really close friends, just let them have their their rant. Let them have it. Even if you disagree, it's their page. Let them do what the hell they want. You know? Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. Totally. I'm with you. But that's Facebook. Let's get into, uh, oh, let's get into this. Speaking of uh, marriages and differences. Okay? Oh, ooh, let's uh, do it. For happy marriage, here's how to deal with conflict. Uh-huh. Let's see. I don't know how many folks are married in the chat. Quite a few, I think. Uh, this is from Terry Arbach, PhD, a research scientist with the Institute for Social Research at the University Smarty of, Pants. of Michigan. Okay. First thing, bring it up in a non-threatening way. In conflict, bring it up in a not non-threatening way. Be nice, no name calling. Yeah. If someone's defensive though and you bring it up anyway, I've had moments where I thought I brought it up good. Mm-hmm. And it didn't turn out good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, hey, um, hey, 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 maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, vice versa, I'm sure. However, says married twice, divorced twice. Oh, hey, well, that didn't work. Might out. be the solution to marriage for you. For you. <laughs> the solution to marriage for me was divorce. <laughs> right. Um, next thing, bring up specific issues or behaviors rather than personality qualities in a happy marriage. There's no attacking the person. 
bring up the specific time and how you felt about it. And then people can change the behavior. Otherwise, they don't know what to do and feel boxed in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Use I statements instead of your. Yeah, like, that never works. You're a messy person. Say, I'm really bothered when you put your clothes all over the floor. I'm really bothered that you pee all over the toilet seat, Mindy. <laughs> uh, me, uh, yeah, yeah. Stop that's what standing it, up while you pee. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, anyway, such statements statements show how you feel about a specific behavior, and that's important in a happy marriage. Are you guys with me so far? Papa Bear says, "I know how. For me, it's called the chastity belt." Oh no! Ouch! <laughs> and who's chastity? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Try to stay calm. Okay. If you're going back and forth. Especially wearing one of those. Just a chastity belt. You better. <laughs> I don't want to knock into the furniture. Uh, try to stay calm. Studies show that the calmer you are, the more you will be taken seriously. Yeah. That, you know, of course, we've had uh, <laughs> all kinds of layers to our marriage. And I think the older we get, the better we get with arguments. I don't even think we hardly argue anymore. That is true, man. Uh, but it's taken a while. It's taken a while. Yeah, we used that. to have some knockdown drag. <laughs> we have we got through it all. Wayne says, can't be any worse than standing up to poop. <laughs> that got me. That was good. That was good. Uh, Stephanie says, I stand to wipe Wayne. <laughs> Not, Not poop. poop. That's yeah. funny. That's, 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 that's true. We all know that about her. All right. Next one. Take a break. If you're going back and did I say that? Mm. If you take, take a break, if you're going back and forth, take minutes or seconds to cool off. Don't take hours, right? Yeah. If you take too long, it festers in the other, it festers in the other person and they've had time to analyze it. Plus mm. uh, you're dismissing their feelings, opinions, and basically dismissing them. I agree with that. That's good pretty good. Point. Uh, don't bring it up at night. Choose the right time. Not when people are tired, hungry, when the kids are all around or when you've gotten a debt, when you've got a deadline at work. I agree with that. Yeah. Cause so many, so many times we've argued about something and both of us have been stinking tired. Yeah, that's never a good time. You just you just never. have to you just have to own it. Like we're tired. Let's talk about it later. Let's get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do this. I think that's one of the things that I've learned in uh, in marriage in, in the late the latter part of a of this marriage with you. I've only been married once, uh, and that's that's been with you. By the way, I I, I don't know if you knew that. Um, I've <laughs> learned that it's just you can literally just let it go. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be anything more than just a bad moment. A bicker. Yeah. I mean, you're just maybe wearing the weight of the day and you have to go, yeah, I just wearing the weight of the day. Let's, there's, there's no need to even fight about this. It's kind of, kind of dumb. Yeah. Even now I, <laughs> when I'm being a bitch, I, I admit it. I'm like, you know what? Try back in 15. I'll improve my mood. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that works. I think this is the last one I have right here. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> consider your spouse's point of view. Mm. If you want a truly happy marriage, uh, I am a true believer in this, says Orbach. Studies show that every single action has a different meaning depending on if you're male, female, your race, your background. That is important to remember in conflict resolution. Uh, hosts. Mm. Gosh, do you know th that that uh, comment right there it is good for everybody, not just married people. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is good advice, just in dealing with people in general. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and 
Angela Mirendorf says, some of the best sex is after a good spat. Nice. That's true. That's a good point. And then uh, Charlie says, really good points. Yeah, this was, this was a pretty good list. I enjoyed it. All right, let's get into this. This is fun. Uh, let's see if anybody can guess it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave some time to see if people can, okay. in fact, guess it. One in 70 nose pickers do this. <laughs> Nobody wants to answer. <laughs> Wayne said eat. Charlie says flick. Uh, David says wipe on the wall. Oh my gosh. What's your answer, Mindy? I, well. One in 70. Um, they're all kind of taken. Uh, Papa Bear says while driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> picks, picks while driving. Roll it up in a ball. Charlie says uses a Kleenex. Mindy says roll it up. In a ball. Flick it out the window. Uh, Wayne says digs deeper. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to. Can you fit your thumb in your nose? No. Yeah, you can. Who's Try doing it. that? I can. I don't want to stretch goes right my in holes there. out. And it, he- your holes stretch out. That's what I'm meant to do. <laughs> All right. That's disgusting. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wayne won with the answer eat their boogers get a kleenex people i had a friend who ate his boogers like all the time and i was like what what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) like how are you gonna pick it just get a kleenex (laughs) oh it's so gross (laughs) <laughs> we just grossed everybody out. It's over. But it was good. It was it was a it was a good question. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it's a good snack. Yuck. <laughs> David. All right. This is quote of the podcast. This it is. Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. The inspirational word I chose is election. Okay. Right. Good time. <laughs> Very fitting, right? Yep. First one up. Regardless of who wins. An election should be a time for optimism and fresh approaches. Ah, I like that. It's good. Next one up is every election is determined by the people who show up. Mm-hmm. Or mail or mail it in. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> they still showed up. If you don't show up, you can't bitch. All right. Next one. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Amen, sister. Yes. Thank you. It's time for podcast shout-outs. So Charlie asks, any unity afterward? And you end unity afterward. Totally agree with that. Yes. Don't pout. No matter who you're backing, don't pout. Get over it and get behind the new president. That's right. Period. New or or old president. That's right. right. You just got to get behind it because why? Because it's our country, man. I mean, it is our country. This is one of those things where, like, okay, you you have let's say you have a boss and you're, you're working on projects. You got to get behind your boss. And honestly, um, and I, I don't need to say who I'm for. It's whoever you're for. Just like you said, just get behind it. Like whoever the winner is of this election, even if you you don't get behind the person, just accept it. Because 
honest to God, if we have to go through four more years of this, yeah, just this shit, just not being happy with the current, yeah, with I the mean, choice. Come and, on, people, let's just be respectful. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Totally anyway, agree with that. No preach. <laughs> yeah. Back to uh, All right. shout outs. Podcast shout outs. Shout outs. Yeah. yeah, this is really disgraceful on my part. Normally, I have a whole list it's of disgraceful. them. Disgraceful. It is. Yeah, I, I'm. It sucks I don't get to listen, but yep. you and I went on a nice camping trip. We did. And we listened to a lot of Sword and Scale. <laughs> we did. Oh, God. That was it's hard to listen. I don't know why. I don't know why I went when you're in the middle of it. Okay. First of all, I, I do know why I listened to it because he's a really good storyteller. Yes. And, and this, and that it's real, it goes, ugh. Yeah, but when you're in, when you're in the middle of it and then you you it reveal what happened you go oh why am i listening to this it's mm -hmm. so dark yeah but but he is a very good storyteller very super, very super well super good so if you haven't listened to that podcast sword and scale then we listened to scary stories yeah that was just okay we didn't finish it we didn't but it was pretty good well, i thought he was a good storyteller narrator as well. was great mm -hmm. it's just a different style yeah, the cloning thing that was I was really sucked into that. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was good. Okay. And then I have just listened lately to a ton of Ben Shapiro and The Daily. Mm -hmm. And that is all I've had time for. Wow, that's interesting. Uh Bell says, Mindy, have you tried no such thing? Uh I think as a such as a thing a, as, as a fish. As a fish. Uh, funny BBC trivia. Hmm. No, but I will write it down, Belle. Thanks. She will try it. She listens to all kinds. And this weekend's coming up, and I plan on listening to a lot of podcasts while I'm cleaning my house. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and for sticking around. Uh, I mentioned the the, the uh, new person in the chat, Charlie. Thank you for sticking around. Not everybody does. You know, they'll, they'll listen for a little while, and then they'll disappear. And uh, it's kind of cool when we get someone that listens from beginning to end. So thank you for that. Uh, we always have a good time, including you guys into the podcast. You guys make the podcast what it is, and we appreciate it. And uh, that's it for our show. If you'd like to listen to us again, you can do so right here on CastBox. And we do our podcast every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, also, if you love what we do and want more of us, you can subscribe to our Low Tree Studios Patreon page where you get an extra show every single week. And also check out our website, LowTreeStudios.com. We have uh, multiple shows on the website that are connected to our uh, network. The links are provided in the show notes once we upload. We also have another podcast called The Difference Between Us, which will be live tomorrow evening on CastBox at 6.30 p.m. Now, this was a little different show that we're going to be sharing. Uh, we're going to be talking about a particular show. So this may be one of those sort of niche, niche podcasts where you may not reach a broader audience and we don't want to spoil anything for everybody, but we're going to be talking about the show Yellowstone, uh, which Mindy, myself, uh, our co-hosts David and Stephanie have all watched the entire uh, three seasons of it. So good. And we love it. We're, we're going to talk about it. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want your, your, your life to be ruined, if you do plan on watching it, then probably not best to listen, but if you uh, want to though, join us tomorrow, but maybe we'll, we'll get, get you excited about uh -huh. it. Six, it's a, 6 30 PM. It's a fun show. We, we really enjoyed it. Very, very good. Anyway, that's tomorrow at 6 30 PM. And of course the difference between us is on all of your favorite podcatchers. You can listen to all of our back episodes. Enjoy your evening, everyone. And thank you for listening to the Jason and Mindy podcast where we feature topics that serve as an informative and entertaining break from life's daily grind. Namaste to you, Charlie. Namaste. And uh, don't forget the question of 
for the uh, ne- <laughs> next week's podcast. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh. Oh, okay. What is your hey. go-to road trip food? You can respond to the question on the Jason and Mindy Facebook page or my Facebook page if you're my friend. We always look forward to your responses. Super fun to discuss. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you either tomorrow night or next Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Uh, Angie Mirendorf says, love you uplifting peeps. We love you too. Love we you miss too. you. We miss you a lot. Um, Bell says, night, night. Papa Bear says, have a very good night, <laughs> as usual. And of course, David says, uh, in response to Charlie, Charlie Weber saying, namaste, he says, I'm going to go. You stay. <laughs> David being David, we love David. All right, you guys have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.